on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Let's get back to High Tide. It is five minutes after six, another busy hour of the program coming your way if you're thinking of heading out today. The forecast for Broken Bay to Port Hacking looks this way, south to southeasterly winds below 10 knots, uh, becoming easterly nor uh, nor'easterly in the middle of the day, seas below one metre. There's a bit of swell around a southerly at about a metre to 1.5 and an easterly around a metre. For the Gold Coast area, Cape Morton to Point Danger, you're looking at south- southerly 10 to 15 knots, reaching up to 20 knots in the early morning, then winds turning southeasterly, uh, around about a lump with two swells, one out of the south, one out of the east, and there is the chance of rain, Kieran. Yeah, the high tide of Fort Denison this morning will be at 9.48am, 1.73 of a metre. You'll have a low this afternoon at 4.15pm, 0.4 of a metre, and then late tonight at 10.16, the high will be 1.45 of a metre. Okay, let's catch up with uh, Justin Duggan. For those who don't know, Justin, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, So, yeah, Justin Duggan. I run Sydney fly fishing tours, have done for nearly 25 years uh, in uh, in the waters of uh, Pitwater, Broken Bay, Sydney Harbour. Uh, I was also on the Recreational Fishing Council, um, worked in uh, in fishing, riding and photography and um, and also radio work as well. So, yeah, I've been in the industry for quite a long time and, uh, yeah, pretty active. Oh, welcome to High Tide. So what's your take on this blue groper thing? Yeah, well, I've, <laughs> if you haven't noticed on social media, I've been pretty active on this topic. Um, look, I, because I've come off the Recreational Fishing Council and I have an interest in fisheries management, uh, I've got to tell you, I, I've been absolutely floored by this decision. I, uh, I, I want to sort of, I guess, put the caveat straight away that I, I'm not an adv- advocate for killing groper, and I'm not, I'm not here to say, yeah, we need to kill more groper or anything like that. Let's put the killing of groper aside. Um, I, I'm not, I, I don't even want to go there with this issue so much because, to me, the fundamental problem here is that we've totally turned fisheries management on its head. Stocks should always and have always been managed generally based on a science and data approach. That is, if they feel that a population's declining uh, or the science is there that we need to protect certain size limits or whatever, then, then we've got bag and size limit uh, options there as anglers to protect and, and, and basically allow stocks to boost and increase and so on. But what we've done here is we've got a, a fisheries minister, and, and I believe actually it's come from the Premier himself, but... We've now changed the data and science approach and we now manage fish stocks based on how they make the public feel or how people feel. And I don't know what the metric unit measurement of a feeling is, but I suggest that there isn't such a thing and that science and data are binary, but feelings aren't. And so once you turn your your management strategy over to feelings, well, everyone has different feelings about different issues. And if if it comes down to managing groper based on the fact that people say, like the minister said, they're blue and they're curious. Well, what's next? I mean, she's got the agriculture portfolio. Is she going to ban the production of lamb because lambs are cute and cuddly? Uh, I mean, really, uh, that's what it comes down to. This This is the worst decision in any management I've ever seen of fish stocks. It's just extraordinary. Is, is this more a case, but of trying to buy votes from the minority parties to get different bills through? 
Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a knee-jerk based on, on some passion there that's come from uh, certain sectors, dive sector, green sectors and so on. Um, I've got no doubt about that. But look, I, I'm going to be pretty harsh here, but it's a truth. Children react with emotional and reactionary responses. Yeah. Um, that's what children do. Children don't think. They just react how they feel in, in the moment. And, and that's what our, our Premier's done. Now, that's not how a good leader operates. A good leader takes decisions that are thoughtful and a good leader takes decisions that are the best practice based on a wide range of, uh, of um, consultation and data and science, uh, not just the feelings of a small vocal group. But unfortunately, this is a childlike response. Um, I, I don't even know any other way to put it. This is not the act of a responsible, um, a strong leader. But what can we do to change it or make sure it doesn't happen again? That, that's the issue. Well, the first thing is that we, like myself, need to get very passionate about this issue and show the, the, the Premier that this is a vote loser. I mean, we did it with the marine parks. They turned around and realised that the, the, the government of the day that was going to introduce these marine parks were going to lose potentially 800,000 or even maybe a lot more, actually. Even the families of anglers who didn't hold licences were supporting the anglers. I think if we educate enough people about why we're upset about this, and we show the government that we actually mean business here. This isn't about the, the this isn't about us screaming because we all want to go out and kill groper. Very few of us do, and and most of us, in fact, I, everyone I spoke to was outraged about a spear fisherman spearing the groper. No angler I knew thought it was a good thing. So we just need to show the premier this is not on. This is terrible, terrible management, and we're going to vote him out for it. And we've got enough strength and numbers to do it. I don't think anyone would have a problem if they came out and said, look, we're going to increase the fines from 2000 to $5,000 or whatever figure they put on it. No one would have an issue with that. But as you say, it's just a childish, knee-jerk reaction. Well, yeah, and, and there is no... They said it's a trial. Well, how do you run a trial when you have no baseline data to start with? We don't have a stock assessment on Blue Grape, but we know anecdotally that the stocks have increased incredibly like uh, it's been a success story of fisheries management and and we know that spearfishing and some commercial fishing had a really heavy impact on them i mean those big those big blue grapers swimming up to divers uh, up to spear fishermen were sitting ducks and, and you know once those those big breeding fish get knocked off you know you lose a lot of your stock so it was a great decision but in terms of line fishermen having an impact firstly very few people fish for them Secondly, they're extremely hard to stop and land, even if you hook them. And thirdly, the, the, the territory they occupy is extremely hard to access. Even the ledges you can access to get to Groper are generally going to be inaccessible due to weather for a lot of the year. And then much of the coastline is completely inhospitable and unable to be accessed by line fishermen. Yeah. They're well protected. There, there's no, no sound reason for this other than knee-jerk, emotional reaction and it's I'll give you um, not wanting to talk too long in one space but I'll give you an example of why you don't manage stocks based on emotion if in 10 years time blue groper stocks have expanded to the point that they're impacting crab populations and urchin populations and also because they're aggressive fish impacting other fish stocks because the blue groper is now deemed pretty and blue and curious and has all the brownie points for feelings it means that lesser emotive species like uh, urchins and crabs will lose out 
And it'll be a case of, well, we can't do anything about the blue groper because it wins on feelings points. Therefore, the poor old urchin and crabs could even be pushed to localised extinction because of emotions and feelings. That is why you don't manage your fish stocks this way. Uh, good point. Justin, thank you very much. Right now, just getting back to your fishing, what's happening in Sydney Harbour and Pitwater and all those places at the moment? What, what are you catching? Oh, look, um, it's, it's one of my favourite times of year. It's, it's the, uh, I call it lucky dip year, uh, lucky dip time, because um, it's bait ball season. So we get anchovy schools that aggregate this time of year and, and form into tight bait balls because the tuna species like frigate mackerel and Watson's bonito and bonito all, all ball them up. And gosh, you can catch anything. We've caught, um, this week we've caught mac tuna, frigate mackerel, kingfish, cobia, big tailor, Watson's bonito. Uh, it's been a real lucky dip of things. A big flathead under the bait balls. Um, I don't think it's as good a, good a bait ball season yet as I've seen previously, but it certainly started to happen the last week. And we saw a pair of kingfish yesterday that would have been, oh, let's say 10 kilos, but I reckon they're probably 15. And they chased the fly out. It's pretty exciting. So there's plenty going on. Oh, that sounds good. Now, what's your social media pages if people want to see what you're up to? Yeah, yeah. Um, just follow me at Sid Fly, S-Y-D-F-L-Y, on Instagram. That's probably the best place. Um, I also uh, I do have a Sydney Fly Fishing Facebook account, but due to Facebook algorithms, I just tend to use my Justin Duggan uh, private page. Uh, there's quite a few thousand people on that. But the best one is definitely at Sid Fly, but you can friend me on uh, Justin Duggan Facebook page as well. Okay. Thank you very much for your time this morning, Justin. It's much appreciated. I think everyone should be outraged and let the Premier and the Minister know their feelings. Please write. Yeah, please write to them and, and, and watch out for rallies and, uh, and petitions coming up. Thank you, Justin. And thank you, Alan. It is 15 minutes after six. Coming up in a moment, Melinda Pavey. Talking sport, weekdays from three. The pressure lays with those that have got some major signings. That would include my old joint, the Bulldogs, got the coach Cameron Serrato on the line. I don't have to tell you about that word pressure, but how are you handling it after the tough back end of last year? Oh, I enjoyed a lot of parts of last year and I learned a lot of lessons as well, but they're doing a lot of hard work, enjoying each other's company and they're working together. And, you know, I'm really enjoying going to work every day and, and being part of it. This is 2SN. I talk to many passionate Australian cricket supporters, not one. One disappointed fan, not one. The big winner, obviously, is Test Cricket, as we all agree. The 12 overs, the way he did, at express pace, never let up. He was unbelievable. I work outside in a million degrees every day, taking care of my rice resort gardens, and I put the radio on in the afternoon, you kick in at 2 o'clock, and, and I just don't notice what's going on around me. I just have a chuckle and power through the last couple of hours. So thank you very much for doing that. Talking Sport, weekdays from 3. Introducing the all-electric seven-seat Kia EV9. Silence never felt so loud. Visit kia.com.au to find out more. Kia, movement that inspires.
Are you feeling stiff, sore and more than a little sorry for yourself? It might be time you tried that little miracle in a bottle known as Stiff, Sore and Sorry. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Look for Stiff, Sore and Sorry Relief Gel at selected health food stores and pharmacies. Go to the website Love Oil Collection. That's L-O-V-E-O-I-L collection.com.au or call Ray on 040-6671-359. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers, which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump, and they're customizable with free shipping Australia-wide. Head to razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's razorback4x4.com.au. Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. 2SM. Have your say. Call 131269. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network. You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 19 minutes after six on a busy morning, Al. It is a lovely morning. Beautiful morning. Now we've got. Speaking of things nice, we've got the Honourable Melinda Pavey online. Morning, Mel. Good morning, fellas. How are you? <laughs> We're good now. The pollies have been copping a bit of a bashing this weekend. Oh, they have, have they? Well, I'm sort of still on barley vibes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've missed a lot of all of that. Good and enjoying missing it. But I, I, oh, was talking right. to, I was talking to the son yesterday, talking about rain. He was up doing some exercises uh, at the back of Townsville up near Tully. And he got 300 mils of rain in three hours. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of rain, isn't it? So it sure Dorigo is. has got one of the biggest rainfalls in our region, and that gets, on average, over a metre a year. So that's like a whole of Dorigo's rain in three hours, or a third of Dorigo's oh, yeah. annual rainfall. Wow, amazing. Now, did you enjoy yourself in Bali? I did, but the most, one of the most exciting things was, as we were heading over... Now, we flew over with Virgin, which was all good, nothing to complain about, um, but they don't have the tracking of where you're flying over exactly. But as we were heading across, because we left um, Brisbane about 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, non-daylight saving time, and uh, we saw the most extraordinary scenes as we were heading over the north of Australia, just the Channel Country, obviously just flooded with water um, because yes. of all the rains up there and that was just something to, to really enjoy seeing and actually I had a chap next, I was in the middle, I had a chap next to me and I said have a look at this because Warren had spotted it and um, he said I fly over here all the time and I've never seen anything quite as spectacular as that ever so yeah there's lots and lots and lots of water up there in the north of the country, lots of good Wouldn't fish it, breeding it, it, water. In a, Sorry, in a perfect world, wouldn't it be great to be able to capture that water and bring it down south? People have talked about it forever. 
Um, but the hydraulics of it are really, really expensive. Um, by the time you do it, the water itself, become, um, you know, to then put it onto to product actually makes it unviable. That's, that's what a lot of, you know, engineers have said. Other people say, oh, we're crazy, nation building. Um, but, yeah, it is an extraordinary amount of water up there. But there, there are problems when you take water out of a catchment um, and put it in another catchment. Um, we're seeing that particularly up in China. Um, where you know we're, we're changing the, the course of that some of those rivers there and the Vietnamese people are suffering terribly because of it so we do have to be you know cautious but uh, we've also got to be able to afford it good point good point so what's been happening since you've been back well our garden went crazy so we've just been <laughs> spending this time making sure that we we can you know walk down the back and the vines on our on our jasmine um, our star jasmine Cool fence is that was just crazy, but it's just I mean a good sign. We've had lots and lots of rain, and as we speak now, it's really dark and overcast, and it's not a spectacular morning by any stretch. But I tell you what, the other thing is the water is so warm. Like it's as the warmest I've I've felt it the whole of summer. So that's obviously having a bit of an impact on on the ocean. And listening to Laurie earlier, not being able to get out on the boat, yeah, it, it, it's a pretty surgy. Um, ocean at the moment and yeah, the, the lakes and the rivers is where the, the good fishing is. Yeah. Okay. No problems. Have you got anything planned for this week? Oh, I've got to head down to Sydney for some meetings this week um, but uh, just just enjoying life, just enjoying life and, and listening to, to all the controversies around it. Um, but um, yeah, the program's been great this morning, listening to, to, to all the contributors and listening to the old Laurie McAnally. And I'm sorry that PJ caught, got caught short because um, I was looking forward to listening to you. He does a great report, but unfortunately we were running out of time. But, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll catch him next Saturday. Apologies, and I'll PJ. Catch, and I'll catch you guys next Sunday. Okay, much appreciated. Thanks for your time, Mel. Cheers, bye. Melinda right. Pavey there. Alan, I just wonder, it was yeah. the, is this like a, is this like a, a recharge for a, a new surge that's coming up? I know that you and I have got conspiracy theories on Melinda Pavey, <laughs> but I was going to jump in and say, is this, is this a reset? Well, I think Mel was very good there. She wasn't um, getting involved in any politics at all. Which yeah. Interesting. 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 Now, watch this space. Okay. That's right. We'll take a I break. She does know that lady. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> it is 24 minutes after six. Right now, Make-A-Wish is supporting over 800 critically ill kids across Australia. That's more Wish Kids than ever before who need your support. Wish Kids like Cooper. Eight-year-old Cooper has a rare neurological condition and often spends his holidays in hospital. His biggest wish is to have a fun holiday in the snow, throwing snowballs and building a snowman. Thanks to Make-A-Wish, that's all about to come true. Helping sick kids like Cooper find hope is something we all have the power to do. You can help create inspiration wishes. Donate today at makeawish.org.au. Whether you're a busy household looking for family-friendly options or love the feel and comfort of luxurious natural wool, or maybe it's a healthy choice asthma-friendly carpet, then Choices Flooring has the range, colours, textures and savings you've been looking for during our Carpet by Design sale event. Go online at choicesflooring.com.au and discover the carpet solution that's just right for you. With savings across the range, now is the time to visit your nearest Choices Flooring showroom.
Weddings and other group functions are par for the course at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. In their beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking the picturesque 18th Green, Twin Creeks can create an event for you your family and friends will really enjoy. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function staff on 9670-8888. Meet the Hyundai Tucson N-Line with its sleek and sporty design next generation blue link connectivity and a cabin from out of this world the future has just gone up a level for a limited time only enjoy a $1,500 factory bonus visit your local hyundai dealer to discover more today t's and c's apply imagine that hyundai look out for the sunrise enjoy local service delivered with a friendly smile look out for the sunrise enjoy local choices the best within a country mile next time you're refueling your car look out for sunny the kookaburra at your local sunrise a trusted and independent local store there's over 1200 stores australia wide visit newsunrise.com.au and do what the locals do look out for the sunrise enjoy local service the best within a country mile if building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kit Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell Steel Frame Homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone and Bushfire Flame Zone ratings. To find out how you can build your own home the Powell Kit Homes way, you go to Powell, that's P-A-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone Powell on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. 2SM. Have your say. Text us on 0458-049-209. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network... This is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 27 after 6 here on High Tide. And, Al, it seems a pretty emotive weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. Lack of decision, smart decision making, I think, would be the way we'd call it. (laughs) Al McGlashan, good morning. Morning, gentlemen. How are we today? I'm just in the car going to the boat ramp. And I'm not fishing for Blue Groker. Just so we can let's start that from the beginning. (laughs) Now, Al, you're you're on the uh, rec committees. What do you think of this going on with no consultation? Well, I just think that this is... It, it's not about... And this we've got to make it clear, it's not about the actual blue grouper. It's about... You boys on loudspeaker just to drive out of here. It's about the whole issue is about the lack of, just, you know, speaking with anglers. You, you ban it and then you go into consult. How on earth is that good management? Yeah. Well, that's the question. Is there is there any you know is there any management in this decision? Yeah, and there's not. And the the, the key with research with anything fisheries is to do to do it as a um. It's got to be done with science and look at the facts. And emotion is not part of conservation. And this one is full emotional. And at the end of the day, I think they only catch, according to fisheries, they only catch like a few hundred blue groper and half of those are released. So anglers have absolutely no impact on a species that we should also add is perfectly fine. 
you know, we've got all these other species like kingfish that are in decline. We've got dewfish, which is a disaster area. And yet she goes and picks a fish that's fine. It's just absolute madness. Yeah, but Justin Duggan got it right. She carried on like a child. Yeah, and then boasted about how she's banned it, and she doesn't even know what it is. It's just yeah, that's yeah, right. I, she didn't even know what the species looked like. Yeah, and I think that's a classic example of a minister going off half cocked in the wrong direction and not knowing what she's act- the implications of what she's doing. And the key is, from for me, you look at you've got you know a million odd anglers in this country that have done the right thing, and they're getting penalised for something they have had nothing to do with in the first place. And the fact remains that the rules have been, I think, think it's since 1969 or 68 or something, that you haven't been able to spear blue groper. So why are anglers getting hit up for something that has absolutely no you know, relevance to them, and they've been made a scapegoat and cheering on? And I know that they were trying to make it worse and... You know, they were trying to make it so that there was um, a heap of, you know, marine parks coming in. But we know they don't work in Sydney anyway. So I think it, we just need to have a real look at how fisheries is managed in this state. And, well, basically, I think they need to clean out the ministers and start again from the way it seems at my end. Al, just a question for you. When you wreck fish committee meetings, does the minister attend those meetings? Um, well, we're not, so I haven't been on there for probably 15 years because okay. they're, they're inactive. They just All it is is a puppet show that they can say that they've, they've met with us and they never, ever utilise the, the knowledge that's in there. And they've had some really good people over the years. Like when I did it, I took over John Dumpy's position and it's, yeah, I just, I got frustrated and left. I think everyone else is doing the same thing these days. They're just leaving because... All they're doing is it's so that they're saying they've consulted, but they don't actually take any advice from the, the fishery. And, they, and they're trying now to put up the new one, which is the, the peak body advisory, which I reckon is a good idea if the right people are on it. And it's, you know, it's about enhancing fishing for everyone. Well, they had some good people on there. Billy Heaton, Peter Govey, Dumps, uh, and on it goes, you know. And they took no notice then. Yeah, and it's just been they just they just didn't listen to them, and none of them get to find out. And so this is the whole issue: why do these people? And remember, you volunteer your time for this stuff. This is what frustrates me. They all get paid. We volunteer all our time and do it all for free, and they only listen to you when they need when they want to just tick the box, which I find incredibly frustrating, and um and really sort of basically inefficient. This is not good fisheries management in any shape or form. Okay. Okay. Enough of the politics. Let's get on to the fishing. What are we catching? Uh, We're going offshore today. So the water is a bit of hot water that's pushed in and it's looking very promising. Now there's yellowfin in it and you're talking 25, 26 degree water and there's yellowfin in it floating around up to the north there Um, and there's obviously blue marlin and hopefully a few striped marlin. So it's hot water but it's pushing the right direction. So we're going to go wide today and have a look. And if all else fails, God, I hope we catch a big dolphin fish because I haven't seen one yet this year. You better call them mahi-mahi before they Uh, ban us catching them. Yeah, you might be in trouble for that. Mahi-mahi dolphin. So, Al, that north bank of yours handle all that conditions out there? Oh, it's unreal for it. That's why I swapped across to it. I've got a boat so I can travel further because, you know, 
fishing gets harder whether we like it or not and we've got to travel further to catch fish and that was the main part of getting the north bank and having fully enclosed so I don't get wet. That was my one thing. I just got sick of getting wet. And, and the thing you should mention too, it's only a 6.5 metre. It's not even a yeah. 7.50. It's not even a big one. And, you know, I'm hanging to see if they, they, they need one in between. They need a 7 metre, so I've still got a bit more length and to build and to put the in-between. That's what I need next. Watch this space. Yeah, that's what I reckon. Well, I've been happy. Don't worry, I keep sitting down to, to Harry going, hey, you need one in-between because the 750 is sort of that little bit big to tow with a cruiser and stuff if, once you start loading up with all the crap we put in it. And so it's one of those sort of like, oh, you know, can you get me one a little bit bigger? And I always want one bigger. I started with, well, years ago when we bought that one from you out of Blake's there, and what is that, 30 years ago now, four yep. metres. It just keeps growing. You know, each time I get one, I go a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. I can't yeah. help myself. <laughs> hey, listen now, mate, yeah. can you do me a favour? You know the bloke that presses the buttons in there? He's called Grant. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got this new series coming up. Can you take him out and educate him? <laughs> 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 hey, wait. I press all the wrong buttons. Just ask the government. <laughs> Al, thanks so much for your time this morning. Anytime, boys. Talk to you. Uh, okay. Al, Magla- Al McGlashan there joining us on High Tide. Now, Kieran, uh, you rang around all the um, bait and tackle shops uh, during the week. What did they have to say? Well, Fred... A fair bit, actually. Uh, the fishing has been reasonable. Like I spoke to the boys out of Tamworth Fishing Tackle at 15 Roderick Street out there at Tamworth. They said the dams, Keeper, Chappie, Split Rock, uh, Glenbourne and Sinclair are producing fish. The rivers, the Namoy and the Peel, they're running a little bit slow, but the, the fish are there, the yellow belly carp and cod. If I have a chat to the boys at Cox Harbour from Fishing Tackle up there, 144, the Pacific Highway, offshore there's been the mackerel, as they spoke about, the marlin, dolphin fish, caviar and all that are out there. There's been a run of amberjack, wahoo and kingfish around, uh, around the lighthouses and also a good run of sharks. The beaches are working and down in the marina and the harbour. So that's all good. And Captain Dan's producing good catches of yellow belly catfish, the odd kind. Down at Harry's at 17 Clyde Street, Batemans Bay, the river is producing brim, whiting, flathead, jewfish, flounder. Upstream, you've got the bass and pearl perch. Plenty of bull sharks about. Trevally's being caught as well. So the beaches down south are OK. Rock area as well. We're going to have a look at that two or three days later. Outshore, out, offshore, Marlin, snapper, kingies, bonito, sharks, flathead, bronze, bronze and bull sharks are out there. Ocean Heart, very similar at the Complete Angler, 23 Graham Street at Naruma. The lake area has been fishing the best. The drop-offs and weed beds are very good. Don't forget the oyster leases if you're down that way. Beaches have been very good. And the island, if you want to get out to the island, great run of species out there, like the bonito, snapper, moeys and kingies. Plenty of good uh, colour in the water. Sharks are everywhere, though. Don't forget that. Don't forget the seals. If you look at uh, the fresh water coming out of Tackle World at Canberra, all the local lakes are producing yellow belly carp, redfin and cod. And as you heard from our good friend earlier this morning, Bobby Dean, Yugambeen and Tangtangra, uh, okay, Gin and Derris produce cod and yellow belly down that way. Peter up there at the Australian Bass Angler said 
the Nepeans all dirty. The cicadas are still about. Frogs have been uh, quite good for the bass. But uh, the better parts of fishing on the Hawkesbury, below the bridges all the way down to the mouth. Lake Wallace was um, quite good. Some good bass caught up there. Tomas has been okay for the trout. Lake Lyle had a fish kill here over two weeks ago. Been nothing, no trout, no bass caught up that way. Wentworth Falls has been good. Oberon has been okay. Uh, well, and from Mark down at Narrabeen Bait and Tackle when he answers the phone, Benito, Mackerel, Kingies, the northern beaches produce whiting, salmon and tailor. And outside the long reef probably been better for snapper and rat kingies. I was just about to say, Alan Blake, that uh, Kieran goes all right when he stops talking, when he gets off his soapbox, but he jumped back on it at the end there, mate. <laughs> he just slips it in every now and again. <laughs> Let's... I'm not I'm off the soapbox today. <laughs> Let's continue right, on. Yeah, but listen, have we got enough time to catch up with uh, Matt from uh, Salamander No, Bait no, no, we're not catching up with Matt from Salamander Bait and Tackle today. And you know why? No. G'day, Tony. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. <laughs> not too bad, buddy. Not too bad. What's been happening up there at beautiful Port Stephens? Well, it is. It's a beautiful morning this morning. Um, uh, the weather gods have been very kind this morning. It's it's absolutely perfect out there. And, uh, of course, uh, quite a few of the guys have taken that advantage. I don't know what the rest of the day is going to bring. But, look, fishing around the bay, it's... It's been a mixed bag, but all good fish being caught. Um, Ludric down on the break wall, um, some reports of some uh, kingies down around there, and also the odd the odd jewfish, which tend to swim up that channel along the um, break wall. But all in all, um, the fishing's really, really great this time of year. It's... Uh, Normally you have a little bit of more stable weather, but uh, uh, it hasn't been. Uh, but today's a, a cracking day if anyone wants to get out and wet a line. Um, but uh, all in all, it, it's, it's all really good. So I've got to ask you, how did your horses go yesterday? Who gave the wild tips yesterday? Uh, that, was, that was the boys from Talk and Sport. I, oh, okay. I, I'll actually check while you're doing your report. I'll see how they went. <laughs> I take no responsibility. I can I can tell you. Yeah, well, okay, mate. That that's the go. You'd make a good politician. We Absolutely. need some good politicians down there, don't we? Well, <laughs> actually, I can't get on the internet here. I'll, I'll, I'll you have a chat, and I'll see what I can find for him. Al, <laughs> oh, how you going, mate? Matt was saying that you've got some new Snyder Blanks in. Yeah, yeah, look, um, yeah, we've got a heap of, heap of Blanks in uh, and a uh, heap of customers right at this, this moment as we speak, so I might have to give you Blakes the flick, I'm sorry. No, that's right, no problem, that's right. If you're busy, stuff Salamander Bait, tackle Salamander Way, Salamander Bay, Coles Express Service Station, 49820711. And Lady Laguna finished second in the seventh event yesterday, paid short, 128. Oh, OK. Oh, well, it's it's a win. It's a payback. It's a payback. Place, isn't it? Go and earn some money. Okay, all right, guys. I've got to go. Sorry. Ciao, ciao. Okay, bye. That's the joy of it, isn't it? When you're in a tackle shop, they 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 give their time to have a chat to us. But you know, when there's punters there, you've got to take the coin, right? 
the punters come first. That's right. I was going to ask you about uh, Blake's Marine, but have you had any reports? Because you haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've been speaking to Lee and uh, Ken and all the girls here too. No, it's going well. There's no problems. You've got some stasis in stock. There's some bar crushes. There's a little deal on on bar crushes at the moment. Oh, so, do tell. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, give them a call on four five double seven double six double nine, or look on the bar crusher website. There's some nice little bonuses. So I'll make you go and chase those ones. Oh, oh, a bit of uh, burly. That's it. Yep, yep, yep. Putting, putting the burley out there. Nice, nice. We'll take a break here on High Tide. Come back. We're going to catch up with Paul Burt. Brent Bultitude. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. He's not the first and he won't be the last politician to tell his constituents fibs. They promise the world they know they can't deliver it and they make themselves look like absolute idiots because people just distrust them forever. The old not locking your car story, right. eh? The, the car's pretty years old and he come in the shop and got me, said he wanted to talk to me and booked me $61 for not locking. <laughs> Surely they've got bigger fish to fry, haven't they? Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. Hey you, right now you're listening to a radio ad about DAB Plus Radio on the radio. Think about it. It's like the cells inside your brain that's inside your head that's on top of your body are informing you that you can listen to this station in digital quality on a DAB Plus radio for free or on a smart speaker. Discover the auditory awesomeness of more radio within the radio. Search DAB Plus and listen now. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio 2SM is at the centre of it all. Connecting you to what really matters. To the issues you care about. To the debate you want to be part of. This is Radio 2SM. Ensure a smooth journey by starting your next road trip at your local Repco Authorised Service Centre, where expertise meets reliability. Our technicians will check your vehicle is road trip ready. At Repco Authorised Service, we prioritise your safety and peace of mind. Don't let car troubles ruin your holiday. Book your service online at repcoservice.com and hit the road with confidence. Do you suffer from mild arthritis, osteo and other aches and pains? With its natural organic ingredients, Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel might assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, Go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040-66-71-359. It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au This is Radio 2SM. This is Radio 2SM. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network... 
You're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is uh, 15 minutes away from 7 o'clock. At 7 o'clock, we'll update the news for you and find out what's happening in the world. Fair bit going on this week. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting week, Alan Blake. Oh, I think it will be, the sort of fallout is from this uh, fisheries thing. But uh, but getting back to boating, um, if you've got nothing to do today, get out and have a look at the um, sailing boats, the GP boats out on the harbour. But, uh, very exciting. Yeah, they, they they absolutely scream. What sort of speeds do they do? I'm going to actually Google that and oh, find they're out. around 40 to 43 knots. Wow. That's flying. That's way mm-hmm. too quick for a mm-hmm. boat with no motor. Oh, well, yeah, but they, they're very specialised things, but they're pushing the boundaries all the time. That's what it is. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. That And new technologies are coming by all the time. And, and really, they're athletes. You know, it, it, you, no one can just jump on it and go and sail it type of thing. It's a very specialised thing, and it's good to see. Getting it, recognition, and it might inspire some younger people to go boating. True, true. We placed a call in with Paul Burt, but uh, no reply yet. Oh, that's right. Didn't yeah. have problems. Kieran, have you got any other fish reports? No, not really. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll just re- reiterate some of the stuff that we spoke about from the boys earlier this morning, you know, where Bobby Dean was talking about um, the barometric pressure dropping slowly, you know, and uh, but the, the yucca bean. The water that's been pumped out of there where it's down to 59%. Uh, Port Stephens comps, the fishing comps that were on down the south, there was three big comps on down there, but there's not been a great deal of information come back out about how the fishermen went, you know? Yeah. <coughs> but um, if you have a look what PJ had to say about the tailor up there and the whiting, you know, and in the lakes with the whiting using the worm was working well. The rivers had whiting and mangrove jack. Mike from the Complete Angler, he was talking about uh, offshore, the Kingies and Benito, Snapper, Val McGlashan. You know, he's looking for a, a dolphin fish out there. They are, they are out there. Some have been getting them. Not a lot, but there's been a bit of a run. A lot of sighting of marlin, but not a lot of people picking them up. Then you had Ross O'Brien from Kiama. He was talking down there about the Minamurra up around the bridge. It's good for blackfish and brim down the lake. has been very good. Some of the reports out of the lake were flathead brim whiting, especially uh, up around the back over uh, towards Port Kembla. was quite good. The farm was okay. Uh, Laurie Mack. The spotted and Spanish mackerel up there, the cobia, the long-tailed tuna, the tuskfish, the trag, the pearl perch. What about the five big flathead he had to catch and put back? Yeah, yeah that was and, interesting. Uh, mangrove jack and cobia that he caught and a giant trevally, the GT, all coming out of the river, even though the river had a bit of colour on the top of it. Yeah. And further up the river, the bass are on the chew. Uh, beaches in the rock areas up there, some cobia and mackerel. The beaches had some whiting. Not a great run of whiting up there, though. But um, it's it's interesting. And Brad from Lake Macquarie, Swansea seems to be the better area, although he said he doesn't fish out, and out the back, of, you know, uh, near the hot water outlets and that. But uh, So Swansea, you, you had uh, Flathead, 
Squire, Brim, big runner Taylor. The Taylor don't want to leave the place. White bait, good runner white bait there. Catherine Hill was good, you know. Um, down there at the hedge, you pick up some Benito, some Snapper, and uh, out at the farm, he expects to run a mile and out that way. So it hasn't been too bad. And uh, Aaron, I like Aaron's reports, you know, from uh, Port Hackett. Oh, lunatic fishing, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, where he was talking about Lily Pilly, the Southwest Arms, North, uh, Northwest Arms, you know, uh, Gunnamata Bay was producing flathead, brim and whiting. So the, the fish are about. Uh, it's just the conditions, you know. You know how we talk about boats? Uh, and whether the boat's well-founded. and uh, But you've got to make sure that you're well-founded as well. You've got to be able to have the ability maybe your boat's got. Yes. Guys. What do you think, Al? Yeah, Grant, go on. Oh, no, do, you want, do you want to answer that question, Al? No, that's right. Well, you've got to... Look, it takes a long while to learn all the bits and pieces. That's where fishing clubs come in handy, charter boats, and your local tackle shop to give you a bit of an idea what to do and how to do it. Or even go talk to him around, Somebody who wants to have a bit of a chat with you this morning, uh, Mr. Blake, is our good friend uh, Bob from Bexley. G'day, how are you? Good, Bobby. Yourselves? Firing on all 12 today, by the sounds of things, it's been a, a hectic program. I've, I've, I've heard from start, I couldn't sleep once I started listening. Uh, the new rules and regs for the water fishing is going to cause a riot. I sent you a little sticker of what they're putting out. Look, there's a lot of things on this uh, rules and regs they're putting out about not not leaving bait around, cleaning off after yourself. But one of the two main things is going to be a bit sticky. Only two rods per fisherman allowed to be on the wharf and only six people at any one time. There's a bunch of kids come down where I go, about seven of them. And I usually give them a bit of a tip and a hand and a little bit of a talk about how and what to do. If you've already got two people on the wharf, what's going to happen to those seven kids that come down if an inspector comes along? Who's he going to find and what? how's that going to work out? Yeah. Bob, go back to what you started with, with, with leaving the bait and the mess around. I think that's a common decency thing. If you're going to use these facilities... Bobby, it's a good point you bring up. Um, we'll, we'll investigate that further. We do have to love you and leave you, though. But thanks so much for your time this morning. All right. As long as you love me and I don't mind you leaving. <laughs> Take care, brother. We'll talk to you a little bit later on. There is Bob from Bexley. Joining us now is Paul from the Gold Coast. G'day, Paul. How are you? What would you like to say? Uh, mate, um, You've been you know, editing all morning, haven't you? The more porcupines you got, I think the better. <laughs> What's the use? <laughs> well, you know, mate, I, I, um, 
I don't know. I just think, you know, take the gear that you need and, uh, and, and yeah, go from there with the, with the amount of rods that you need. But, um, yeah, there are there are rules and regulations. So I don't know what exactly what you're talking about, but I think it's about how many rods you can have on the boat or how many you can use at a time. On the wall. Yeah, the, the rules are changing. But that's – look, I tell you, we've had so much politics over the last two days. Tell me what the fishing's doing. That'll, that'll appease me. Mate, I've got to tell you, yesterday, I put my son out in the water yesterday morning, and I told you boys he was out in the water, and he rings me up, he says, Dad, we've got to go, uh, I've got to go, um, got to stay out a bit longer, I need more yabbies. I said, all right, I'll go pump some yabbies, and away you go. So he did. Anyways, the amount of whiting, I, I keep banging on about the whiting in southeast Queensland at the moment, northern New South Wales, they are thick as thieves. And there are so many, it's incredible. Uh, all the way through from, uh, you know, the beaches, the rivers, the creeks, so he banged a heap of whiting and also garfish. Now, garfish is a fish that generally you don't catch on soft plastics, but they were so thick you're catching them on soft plastics. Like these things are eating a plastic, a three-inch long plastic, and, and they're big gar. So they're, garfish, you know, you might think, well, they're, they're great to, to use for bait, for tailor and mackerel and all that sort of stuff, but they're bloody awesome to eat as well. And, and there are different ways you can do your garfish, whether it's going to be using, you know, flatten them out like a butterfly and, uh, and then roll pin them to, to pull the bone out, or you can just fill them up. But they're a delicate fish uh, and, and a beautiful eating fish at the same time. So the garfish at the moment, you want to be looking for a weed bed, shallow channels uh, where there's a good clean sort of water. Um, they like to hang around currents where one current might meet another, coming out of the creek into a bay or something like that, um, and look for weed beds, look for those, uh, those, little, those little gutters, and you'll see them. You want to burly them up. Don't use anything foreign. Uh, yesterday we used fish flakes, fish food, right? Incredible, just goldfish food. Um, and you can't throw goldfish food in, into the water because you've got to think about it. If you're fishing off the bank, which is what we're doing, yep, we didn't use the boat. And, uh, you know, the flake comes back at you. So what do you do? You, you, you go back old school, chuck some fish flakes on the ground in the sand and then mix it up in sand, make like a, 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 uh, like a rissole out of the sand and then throw that as far as you can out in the water. And then when the sand obviously sinks, so does your fish flakes. The fish flakes will float around and it brings your gar in. And we were doing that. And, mate, so a bucket full of gar later, Bob's your uncle, done. So loads of gar fish about at the moment. Um, heaps of flathead also starting to move through, uh, generally up in the rivers at the moment around the canal entrances. Because we've had so much rain, it does make it a bit tough, but there's some really good flatties about at the moment, um, particularly when that cleaner water's trying to push in on that morning high tide. Beach fishing is going to be a little bit harder due to the swell at the moment, although there's a lot of javelin fish or grunter brim still pushing around. Tarwine, which is a great surf fish. Uh, you get those in the rivers, but also the bigger, cleaner fish are out on the surf gutters at the moment. Um, try and get beach worms. They are a good bait to use, and there's a lot of beach worms around. Bought a couple of beach worms yesterday from a shop. Um, yeah, 2 bucks fifty each. Learn how to catch them yourself, everyone. Much cheaper. And yabbies, you're paying $0.50 cents each. Get a Gabby pump. It's much cheaper. And also, if you want to get out there and have a, have a try for some uh, some offshore fish, the mackerel season is obviously for our Spanish mackerels coming into gear. Um, only got a week on that. And then, of course, after that, it's, uh, it's all closed for another three weeks. You're only allowed one fish per person, two per boat maximum. Um, and if, that's, that's for two people plus. Um, if you are going out there and targeting mud crabs, they're about at the moment up in the Logan River, Cooma River. Also, throughout the meringue has been quiet. Obviously, we normally get a lot of female crabs in there unfortunately but there's a few males around broad beach canals um but you could try up around the power lines logan river's been holding some good muddies at the moment uh, around marks rocks down to the entrance and you've got to be 15 centimeters across the top of the carapace and males only 
Um, so they're, they're really good in, in good numbers. The banana prawns around Lamb Island and, of course, the power lines. Just look for the million boats. You'll find them. Morning high tide will be the best today. Paulie, we've so got to fly. We've got 30 o'clock. seconds left, my friend. Mate, um, have yourselves a good day. Uh, bit of a bit of, bit of shower activity on the water today. Obviously, the wind's southeasterly, so not too bad. It's nice and light at the moment. But, uh, yeah, take it easy and watch those coastal bars on the run outside. Bit of an easterly, southeasterly swell pushing in about nine seconds. So you've got time to get back through, but just watch it. See ya, bud. That is the program for today. Only nine seconds left. Thanks, Alan. Safe boating, everyone. Kieran? Okay. Yep, keep your eye on that sky. There's no wind up here and the sunshine goes to...